What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Lacrosse Bucket Podcast. Tanner Dimling here with y'all as always. Um, not a full podcast today, but just going over some. Uh, you know, this is a basically an extension of two articles that I've written recently uh, concerning conference realignment in college lacrosse. So, about two weeks ago now, put out an article um, displaying, kind of going through all the conference realignment. Uh, that I could find since the ACC and the Ivy League came about in, I believe it was 1953, 56. In between there, the ACC came first. Ivy League came in 1956 uh, with lacrosse. They actually started in 55, but being a spring sport, would be 56. Um, So I did that, put that out there. I'll link that article down in the show notes as well, and also put out, you know, what to expect from the next wave of conference realignment. Put that one out last week on Friday. Uh, got a lot of hits on both of those. Uh, gotten a lot of comments, a lot of, a lot of messages. I've uh, talked to a couple people that were involved in some teams that have folded I um, also put an article about, you know, uh, I believe it was five or six teams I enlisted that make sense to come back. Uh, men's lacrosse teams that have since folded um, include UConn, Morgan State, NC State, Boston College, uh, schools like that, New Hampshire, uh, Butler, Columbia. They never had an NCAA program, but had a club program back in the very, very early days in the 1880s in the first days, uh, first years of college lacrosse. I'll link all those articles down in the show notes as well. But I want to talk today about kind of what the next wave of conference realignment would look like. And in the article, I I really only outlined the three uh, independent programs right now. And I also only outlined... Uh, a couple conferences, I did outline a couple conferences that I think could come about in the next you know, five, six years. Given how many schools uh, start college across over that time span. I think the easiest one to kind of look and project of conference realignment is the SOCON because they are probably going to add Hampton either this year or next year. Um, well, not this year, this like 2020 year. So um, they will likely be in the SOCON in 2021 for the lacrosse season. Um, and they'll probably get added this summer, uh, summer of 2020. Uh, will most likely get announced then. Um, and, you know, Hampton has has left the MEAC, which was a, a big, big story uh, back when it happened. Hampton leaving the MEAC and going to the Big South, which is also the conference that uh, High Point is in for everything besides lacrosse. Um, and also, I've mentioned this before, and I've talked to some some people at, at, at some of these schools, uh, coaches and things like that, about this. Uh, the Atlantic Sun would be 
kind of one that another conference, um, you know, obviously the Atlantic Sun and the SOCON have a agreement that the Atlantic Sun hosts women's lacrosse and the SOCON hosts men's lacrosse. So any Atlantic Sun team that wants to add lacrosse at the moment would play in the SOCON. Now, Bellman is moving up to Division One and everything. They've been Division One in lacrosse since they started the program in, what was that, 2005, 2006 uh, time frame. And they're in the SOCON right now. They've been in the SOCON since 2016 when the conference came to be. Um, they were not, the A-Sun did have lacrosse for one year in 2015, I believe, uh, 2014, 2015 was the first year of the SOCON. Um, 2014, you still had the ECAC, uh, which was dying. And so Bellman left the ECAC and went to the SOCON when the A-Sun and SOCON made that agreement. Well, the A-Sun kind of comes into perspective is like, if every school in the A-Sun would add lacrosse, or if more, I think there's like five teams right now in the A-Sun that have lacrosse, if they get to six or seven teams, you know, certainly that would kind of leave the SOCON out to dry. But if they got enough teams in there, they could add, um, they could have lacrosse. Now, I can't see that happening anytime soon, but um, certainly could be something happens uh, probably farther down the road than this next one I'm going to talk about, and that's the Atlantic 10. So the Atlantic 10, the A-10, as it's uh, known, is a, a pretty decent basketball conference. You have schools like Dayton, um, UMass is in there as well. And, you know, it. it's a conference that you would, when you look at the schools that are in the conference, you know, you have to think to yourself, why don't they have more costs? Like, they honestly, because the ACC does this, they could add lacrosse. Um, they just wouldn't have an auto bid, which I don't think would make sense for, you know, the ACC is a Power Five conference. They don't care. Um, they're gonna get a team. They're gonna get three teams in every single year, no matter what. Um, the A10 not, no, would would not do that. But the A10 has Richmond. They have UMass. Um, a couple other schools. Look this up real quick. But they have. Uh, quite a bit of schools, lacrosse schools, in that conference as full members already that are pretty decent basketball schools. I think Dayton would be a good school um, to add lacrosse. Speaking of the Midwest, so the Atlantic 10 currently... They have UMass, Richmond, St. Joseph's, St. Bonaventure. Uh, so there's one, two, three, four teams. Uh, LaSalle could easily add lacrosse, being a Philly school. Um, George Mason, VCU, uh, George Washington University, Fordham, St. Louis University. I mean, there's a ton of schools in this conference that you would expect to add lacrosse or would be able to support lacrosse. Now, the Atlantic 10, and this has been brought up many, many times, is like they, you know, a lot of schools in that conference mentioned, 
would be suited to Admiral Cross and have success. And I'm not the first one to recommend that they add lacrosse or have a couple schools add the sport. This has been talked about for years. Um, it just has never happened. And I, it could possibly happen. It could not happen. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that, that that's probably the one conference that I think everyone looks at as why don't you have lacrosse or why don't more schools in your conference have lacrosse? Because you look at it, it just makes sense. It just makes sense. Now, you know, where I think conference realignment, this next wave will really live is most likely in the West and most likely, well, first off, most likely with these schools that are independents right now. So you're talking Cleveland State, Hampton, and Utah. Hampton, I think it's a, a, a foregone conclusion that they're going to the SOCON within the next uh, two years. You know, 2021 is when they're supposed to be playing a full Division One schedule. Uh, if they have games already lined up for that that don't, you know, coincide with a SOCON schedule, I can see them maybe holding out till 2022. But that's, like, the latest that I can see Hampton joining the SOCON. Utah and Cleveland State are two other issues. Cleveland State, I would no, most likely say the MAC is the best for them. I know they've been looking for a conference. Um, I know Utah has been looking for a conference. Now, they're just going into the second year, so I don't think they're affected as much as a Cleveland State would be. I believe this is going into their uh, fourth year. Yeah, last year was their third year. This is the because this is their first uh, graduating class uh, that has been with that program. Since the beginning, the MAC makes perfect sense for Cleveland State. You have a school like Detroit Mercy that's right up the road. Um, I don't know how far Cleveland Detroit are, but they're both in the Midwest. Um, you have schools that aren't too far. Now, I, I I had someone mention to me, you know, why wouldn't Cleveland State be a, a charter member or an associate member of the Big Ten? That doesn't make any sense, Okay. Cleveland State and the Big Ten do not make sense. And I believe there's an agreement with Johns Hopkins that they're the only associate member that they're going to have in lacrosse. Um, so they wouldn't be able to do that. And also, it doesn't make sense. Now, Utah to the Big Ten would make sense. And I think given that the Big Ten goes more west than the ACC, I think that would make sense. And Utah is a Power 5 school. Now, I do know there was some talk a few years ago about Utah joining the ACC. That would be ideal for the ACC, ideal for Utah. The only thing is the travel. And I don't know. We And people all say, Denver's in the Big East, so it doesn't matter. Well, yes, it does matter. Utah is farther west than Denver people. Look at a map. Utah is traveling 20, what is it? I calculated, it's about 20-something thousand miles this year. That's how much they're traveling. If you take from their campus to where this game is, this their campus to where this game is, and add all of that up, it is over 20,000 miles that they're traveling this season. That is a lot of travel. 
That's a lot of travel. I know they're looking for a conference, but no. The ACC likely looks the best. Now, I mentioned that conference realignment would be out west. Yes, I think it will be out west. I think we will see um, the Pac-12 be the next Power 5 conference to add lacrosse. Will that be this year? Heck no. Will that be next year? Heck no. Three years? Heck no. Four? Five years? Most likely. If you have a school like USC or Oregon or Cal or Arizona State, Arizona, add lacrosse, that's huge. There's also a couple smaller schools out there. University of San Francisco, places like that, that would be ideal to add lacrosse. And I think if they did that, you could see the Pac-12 take some of those schools in as associate members, even though as University of San Francisco, a Gonzaga, whatever West Coast Conference school it is, does not match up with the profile of the Pac-12. I think you would most likely see the Pac-12 as the next next big conference, Power 5 conference, to add men's lacrosse. They've added women's lacrosse a few years ago. Today, we just got word that the Mid-Atlantic Conference, the MAC, the MAC is adding women's lacrosse, and I think it's the University of Ohio that is adding, uh, they already have, hold on, I'll pull this up real quick. The University of Ohio, I think it is. I know Kent State has women's lacrosse. Dylan Sheridan, the former head coach at Cleveland State and current uh, assistant at Ohio State, um, is the, his wife is the head coach there. Um, she was also the daughter of Bill Tierney. Eastern Michigan, adding women's lacrosse. So Eastern Michigan is adding lacrosse. Not Ohio, Eastern Michigan. Um, They will play, I believe, 2021 is when they will start. So conference realignment and all of that, like, it's going to continue. And this isn't – and another thing is, like, watch football. Whatever happens in football will most likely trickle down to basketball and lacrosse, and every other sport as well. We've seen that all the time. Now, someone did mention to me, you know, Rutgers. What the heck happens to Rutgers? What the heck happens if UConn adds men's lacrosse back? Will they be in the the Big East? Obviously, I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon, but I would love to see it happen. Rutgers, that's another situation. They are awful in everything except for lacrosse. Rutgers is a lacrosse school. Their football team is atrocious. Their basketball program, now, granted, their basketball program has been pretty, um, like, decent for what it has been. But remember, they did have that whole entire uh, coach abuse scandal where the coaches throwing basketballs at players' heads and, and things like that. That all went out, and that really pushed that basketball program back uh, quite a ways. But Rutgers, they're the both place of college football, and they stink at it. They haven't been good. I remember back in the day when you'd watch Rutgers and Louisville and some of the highest competitive football 
in the country, in the old Big East. That was good football. But Rutgers is just too difficult to recruit there. And the Big Ten will pay big money to keep Rutgers in the Big Ten, no matter how bad they are. Because it gives them access to what market? The biggest market in the country, New York City. New Jersey is right next to there. If you've never looked at a map, Rutgers is in Piscataway. I don't know how far exactly that is from, you know, Manhattan, but it's it's the closest the Big Ten is ever gonna get. And so yeah, no, there's no chance that Rutgers leaves the Big Ten and goes to the ACC um, or even goes back to the Big East and becomes an independent. I don't think that's any any chance of that happening at all. So for, for all you lacrosse fans that ACC fans saying, oh, Rutgers could possibly go to the ACC, that's not going to happen. Please don't ask me that ever again because one, you sound stupid. Two, you sound dumb. Three, go read something. Go look at something. And, and you'll realize it. But Rutgers is not leaving the Big Ten. But college realignment is upon us in college cross. It will likely happen sooner rather than later. That is it for this shorter edition of the Cross Bucket Podcast. We'll be back with our normal scheduled programming later this week. Full blown Cross Bucket Podcast again. Thanks, guys, for listening. Check us out at lacrossebucket.com, on social media at lacrossebucket, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Again, lacrossebucket.com, where it's always lacrosse season.